Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Back to Basics. I am here in my fine looking pink shirt, and I am joined by our eternal co-host, Courtney Fraley. Howdy. So today, I think we'll dive right into what we're planning to do, because this one I think is probably going to be a little bit of a short one. It's going to have to do more with us theorizing than actually discussing the content, because content-wise, there's not, not a lot in this chapter. And that chapter is Genesis chapter five. Um, now, if you thought the begats were heavy in the last week, well, this whole chapter is basically just begats. Um, so I will do the boring thing and read it for you. Feel free to pay attention or not as you like, or just kind of zone out and go glassy-eyed as most of us do whenever this comes up in church. I get it. Um, but we're still gonna slog through it a little bit because there's a couple of little nuggets in here that I think are worth discussing. So there's I'll usually go. something to learn about why it's there or what have you. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and that's most of what I think we're going to wind up talking about. So let's go ahead and without any further ado, get started on our Bible verse. Genesis mm -hmm. chapter five, Adam's descendants to Noah and his sons. This is the list of the descendants of Adam. When God created humans, he made them in the likeness of God. Male and female, he created them and he blessed them and called them humans when they were created. When Adam had lived 130 years, he became the father of a son in his likeness, according to his image, and named him Seth. The days of Adam after he became the father of Seth were 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. When Seth had lived 105 years, he became the father of Enosh. Seth lived after the birth of Enosh 807 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Seth were 912 years and he died. When Enosh had lived 90 years, he became the father of Kenan. Enosh lived after the birth of Kenan 815 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enosh were 905 years and he died. When Kenan had lived 70 years, he became the father of Mahalalel. That one always throws me up. He became the father of Mahalalel. Kenan lived after the birth of Mahalalel 840 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Kenan were 910 years, and he died. When Mahalalel had lived 65 years, he became the father of Jared. Mahalalel lived after the birth of Jared 830 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Mahalalel were 895 years, and he died. When Jared had lived 162 years, he became the father of Enoch. Jared lived after the birth of Enoch 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Jared were 962 years and he died. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. Enoch walked with God after the birth of Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, then he was no more because God took him. When Methuselah had lived 187 years, he became the father of Lamech. Methuselah lived after the birth of Lamech 782 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. When Lamech had lived 182 years, he became the father of a son he named Noah, saying, Out of the ground that the Lord has cursed, this one shall bring us relief from our work and from the toil of our hands. Lamech lived after the birth of Noah 595 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Lamech were 777 years and he died. After Noah was 500 years old, Noah became the father of Shem, 
Ham, and Japheth. That is the end of the reading. So there is, you know, not a bit plot-wise going on here, but there are some interesting tidbits, I think, hidden in here. I'm guessing you're going to have questions on a couple things. Yeah, why did everybody live for like a millennia? You know, that is the biggest question that always comes up with, with this verse. And um, the short answer to that is the same short answer I give to just about every biblical question from this point. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's not particularly helpful. But I okay. know, I know. Um, it's worth noting that this is, of course, not a literal history. So there's a lot of pieces in here. There are a lot of theories as to what the heck is going on here. Uh, with the with the lifespans here, and they, the theories basically fall into two camps. Camp one is this is literally how long they lived, and it's a realistic account of their age lengths. And camp number two is there's some figurative stuff going on here. Um, neither of them can be sufficiently proved. The figurative camp suggests that the usage of numbers here is pertaining to kind of like ancient numerology where certain numbers had power and certain numbers were considered more important than that. And like there are older dynasties in the region where you have like kings saying that they ruled for 28,000 years and stuff like that, just because it gave them pomp and circumstance and stuff like that. And in those cases within the source language, it was understood that this was not a literal accounting of how long their reigns were because of course it wasn't. Um, that numbers were being used for a different purpose, to establish legitimacy, to establish uh, any other number of purpose. Now, the catch to that is that in almost every case where that's happening, the numbers have some sort of consistent numerological formula to them. Uh, usually they're, they're round numbers like 500 or 200 or 900, um, which we have pop up a couple times in this list, but not consistently. Or like um, I could see with... Uh... Lamech, uh, mm -hmm. living to 777. Yeah, that one catches the eye. You're like, okay, that seems consistent with the use of seven in, in some of these ancient texts. Uh, but that's the only one. All the other ones are also inflated, but don't share that same consistent application. Uh, so if we're falling on the side of uh, it's figurative, then therefore it must be figurative in a way that we don't modernly understand. Like they're, they're doing something with numbers here that made sense at the time that we just plumb can't figure out today. Um, so if you fall on the figurative side, uh, that's pretty much it, is they're doing something with numbers and it definitely ain't literal. No more can be said than that. Now the other side is where it gets interesting. The no, that's really probably how long they lived. And there are a surprising number of theories uh, both scientists, semi-scientific, I say as a pastor and not a scientist, um, and, you know, theological that suggest, well, maybe they did actually live that long. Um, the theological reasonings are, well, you know, God created Adam and Eve pretty well perfect uh, and the world with it, and sin had only just started with them. And we talked in a previous video about sin as more than just personal choice, as a, as a force that's active in the world, uh, like a rolling snowball of causality turning into an avalanche over time. Um, so this would be the days when that snowball was still only about yay high. And so all of the other things in the world that sin might have touched 
aren't really rolling yet. Disease, uh, environmental concerns, all those. Okay, in absence of those, it's it's possible. Forgive any uh, like I keep turning around. Forgive any random loud noises. It's uh, I'm in America, and yeah. The fireworks. Yeah, we are, we are recording on the the weekend leading up to the fourth for you, so uh, I, I'm yeah, thankful enough to deal with that. It's the Saturday before Independence Day here, so yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Um, but yeah, like there are some even reasonably scientific theories as to why that might be the case. My favorite uh, is the theory of uh, telmeric degradation. You ever heard about this? No. Well, one of the things we know reasonably well, and I know in pretty big air quotes because still, you know, bleeding edge sort of science. One of the things we know about aging is that a large part of why we age is the degradation of what are called telomeres. Uh, and the best way I heard it explained, and I say best because it made sense to me, and again, I am not a scientist, um, is that telomeres are a lot like, you know, when you got a hoodie and you got the strings coming out the hood and you got that little cap on the end that keeps it from fraying cap on the end of the string yeah yeah it's like it's called that. an aglet what it's called an aglet aglet thank you that's not a word i knew um so they're like aglets uh but for your dna uh and as time goes on those uh telmers or aglets if you prefer uh begin to degrade and when they wear off your dna slowly starts to unravel a little bit and that's what causes the effects of aging um so one of the theories I've heard bandied around recently is that if we go back far enough genetically, that telmers would probably be much more stable and longer lasting. Uh, because like anything past genetically, it's going to you know, continue to degrade, you know, if there's no other like component to interact with. So you know, you don't have like people with differing telmeric constructions within the same genome. So, you know, we've all got the same telomeres and over time, that's just like, like an inbred circus, it's gonna eventually begin to degrade. So the theory would be that, you know, we started out with some pretty seriously strong, like, you know, those big old metal aglets that never ever come off. Um, and nowadays we've pretty much got Walmart plastic on the end of those bad boys. Just tape wrapped around the end. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a theory I've heard bandied around before. And I, I personally kind of like that one. Uh, like, especially when we consider that this isn't meant to be like a literal history of the entire planet. And so these genealogies uh, aren't meant to give us necessarily time sequences all the way back to beginning of creation. We, we process that a little bit. And I tend to think that, you know, we may be talking on the scale of tens of thousands of years rather than the, what, like four and a half, five thousand that people tend to think uh, who are young earth creationists and all that. You know, uh, tens of thousands of years down the line, back before you know, because these are left over from writ from verbal history. Like these weren't books handed down; these were books that were written down from stories that were told again and again and again over the years. Yeah, I, I would be willing to accept the possibility that this is some sort of ancient cultural genetic memory of a time in which, yeah, telmeric degradation hadn't really happened so much yet, and we probably lived quite a bit longer. I find it interesting, also that the youngest dad in this was 65 <laughs> yeah I, although i guess if you're living that long you maybe wait a and like you're healthy you maybe wait a little longer to have kids you know 
in the um the of course uh, i'm i'm think i i'm automatically thinking oh like the elves because i'm such a tolkien nerd it's like oh well they live a really long time they it would be a problem if they were you know breeding constantly you know i was just going to mention uh that elves aren't considered mature until they've hit what like a century or something like that in tolkien 50 they come of age at 50 i, I had heard yes i know that, that off the top of my head at least in yeah. tolkien i thought it was a century but hey i'm not as much of a tolkien buff but i was actually what, what jumped to my mind was the the seminal artistic work known as star trek insurrection um <laughs> in which um, the crew of the Enterprise comes across a, a planet of functional immortals, people who are living on a planet that constantly rejuvenates their genes. Yeah, and, I've seen Insurrection. Yeah. Well, I, I don't assume anyone, everybody or anyone watching has. So I'm, you give, give a couple of clear plot points so you know what I'm talking about. But in this particular society, right. <laughs> you know, they were talking about people who were like having internships at their jobs and they worked as apprentices for like 200 years. Um, until they were absolutely ready to be perfect at it. And that kind of a society was somewhat idyllic. And, you know, if we talk about the story of the Bible, at least this part of the Bible, as the drift away from perfection and from paradise, like, even post-fall, like, it wouldn't surprise me to have those more kind of idyllic social constructs still present. Like, the, the echoes of echoes of Eden, if you will. Um, so yeah, that wouldn't surprise me in the least bit. Um, and, and of course, it does all come down to that one big fancy fact of oh. <laughs> so we don't actually. Yeah, I realize at the oh. end of the day, we have to accept that there's a lot of stuff here that we don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, we're talking about old Old Testament stuff. So, right. and this, you know, this is. This is some of the stuff that it can be fun to theorize over, but it doesn't necessarily have much of a bearing on how we live our lives faithfully and honestly today. Like, well, I feel like it can be dangerous to try and say that you know outright mm -hmm. definites on a lot of this stuff because it is so old. And like you said, it has dubious relevancy. Mm -hmm. Um, except for as a history, as a like a historic, an important historical and cultural document yeah um but yeah this this really really early stuff like i don't know i feel like gets put on a, a pedestal a lot of times by people who think they know specifically what everything means it's like you know there are do groups, that there are groups like christian zionists and whatnot that love to hold up the older older stuff of the bible as the most important and like, I always try to tell people like, when we're dealing with the Bible as a whole, as, as a Christian, we're dealing with an omnibus of different books with different stories in them that used to be their own books and different stories in those own books by different authors, all of which had different purposes. Um, like very few of these were meant to be direct historical accounts. Like the closest we'll get to that is like Levitical law and stuff like that. And even that wasn't like super historical, not in the way we'd see it today. Um, a lot of these are meant to tell stories, but to tell stories and, and convey feeling in, in the way that um, like modern television kind of does. It's, it's, it's meant to, to, to paint a moral story, to, to invoke a feeling and an understanding and a sense of community and stuff like that. Um, this is basically 
the original attempt to generate a fandom. This uh, <laughs> is what a lot of these old Bible stories are. Um, and you can't say they weren't successful, um, but it's worth knowing that holding on to like hyper historical canon at this point is a lot like, you know, getting into arguments over the specifics of Star Trek canon. Like, sure, it can be fun sometimes, but all you're doing is pissing people off and breaking the bounds of community and not accomplishing a dang thing. Um, so maybe don't do that. Well, I'm struggling to find, I feel like there was something else I wanted. Was there any other point you wanted to touch on on this one? Cause... I think that was the biggest thing I expected we were going to really want to talk about here was just the age thing. Um, we get, you know, and, and I admit, I was so tempted to make jokes about guys like Keenan and Jared because like we, like, you know, I was, I was going to say things like when Keenan had lived 70 years, he met his friend Kel. You know, when Jared lived 162 years, he was arrested and sent to prison, you know, stuff like that. Like, it's really easy to make jokes about that stuff. And I, get, I give myself credit for not doing that. Uh, but there was, like I said, when we began, there really wasn't a whole lot here other than that. Yeah. Um, so worth but if we're going to go through the whole thing, we're going to go through the whole thing. So. exactly and this there is like i said the discussion about age and stuff these there are these little nuggets here that are worth prying into for a minute but that's about as far as it goes like you're not going to get anything life-changing out of the begats let's be honest there's a reason why they're almost always skipped over in church um, yeah. now later on in the bible we're going to get to other things that are almost always skipped over in church that really should not be um but this is one of those that it's like you know it's there it gives you some information sparks a little bit of debate but you don't really need to spend a whole lot of time on that. Like you're not. We swear gonna... most episodes. If this is your first one, we swear most episodes are more interesting than this. Well, I, I hope that a discussion about functional immortality might be fun, but you know, I think it's fascinating, honestly. Yeah. But again, it kind of tickles my my Tolkien senses. Yeah. Like, Ooh, we're Same elves. <laughs> we know. were elves once. Yeah. Not impossible, because in the end. <laughs> <laughs> That point of your gene had to come from somewhere. All right. So that being the case, I think we're going to draw this episode to a close here. Um, as as for the usual, you know, like if you want to find out what we're up to, uh, website and links are all in the description for that. Check us out. Join us up on Discord. We're doing a lot there. Uh, if you happen to be in Japan, uh, we have a physical location here as well. Hit me up at the attached email again down in the uh, in the in the description. Uh, and get you hooked up. Uh, in the meantime, uh, as Courtney always likes to say for every video, like, share, and subscribe. You know it. Those are the things what which we got to do to keep doing the things. So do the things, please, with the buttons and the liking and the yay thumbs up. <laughs> All right. So that being the case, we will call it here and uh, hope you join us for our next episode uh, of Back to Basics, which is going to be discussing that fun little N word that comes up at this point in the, no, not that one, Nephilim, Nephilim. That's the word I mean. We're gonna be discussing those guys. And if you don't know what they are, tune in next week and it'll be fun, I promise. Uh, have a great time, we'll see you next week. Bye everybody.